Activate your personal shield and gear trade to level 3. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. With a very special guest. Jared from uh, the Star Wars Game Outpost. And today we're going to be talking about the Star Wars Battlefront community. If it's a healthy community and if it can survive the months before Battlefront 2. Let's get started. So what do you think of the community of Star Wars Battlefront? Um, I mean, I, I think that it... it it has been a it's been a pretty solid community so far. I mean, I think the biggest issue at this point is just um, is just there's definitely a low morale since the Death Star update. Yeah. Um, because Dice has has not really acknowledged. You know, they haven't really been updating us too much on the update situation. And so, I mean, I think that that's probably the most detrimental thing to the community right now. But I mean, I think we we've definitely had a healthy community. Um, and there's been a lot of, there's, you know, there's a lot of people on Reddit and the forums that, uh, that definitely do enjoy this game and, um, are very passionate about it. But at the same time, I'm seeing some of those same people recently, they've, you know, they, they feel like I wouldn't say betrayed, but I think that there is, there is a certain amount of the community is, is upset to a certain degree this past month. And I think that that, that is harmful for the community. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I think that we, we have been in a good place with, you know, the outer room brought in more people. I think that and probably run more people and at least on consoles. I mean, you can find, you can find most games at any time. Um, most game modes at any time, if you're in a populated area, probably. Yeah. Um, I know the PC community definitely probably is, is struggling more. Yeah. So definitely, uh, we we're talking with Battlefront updates and uh, Battlefront captures, and they're saying it's super hard to find game modes for them to, especially for Battlefront captures, to find people to be in a cinematic, uh, cinematics and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Battlefront updates his latest uh, his latest uh, loadout. You know, this was loadout videos. Yeah. And his latest one, um, he was in. He got into a blast game mode. And it was two versus five for like a majority of that that match. <laughs> and so I mean that would be real. That would be. And he said, you know, he tried to. He he said he tried to find a cargo, I think, and he tried to find a droid run match, and there there wasn't any lobbies for that. And so I mean, I think that would that would be definitely really frustrating not being able to find those. And I mean, obviously, we, we don't know the the exact size of the community. Or the community. I mean, there's the there's that one site that says you know, the numbers, but EA Dice has said that that is false. And I mean, you know, we, there's, there's no way of knowing if which side is true when EA says that it's, it's false. And, you know, because EA hasn't published exact play numbers and we don't have a server browser, so you can't, you can't really tell. Um, but I mean, obviously when, when a lobby is two versus five for the majority of the match, there's obviously, you know, some sort of, you know, there's not people filling up that lobby, which is kind of unfortunate. And I mean, even on Xbox last night, I was playing a drop zone match and we started three versus three and it wound up three versus three through the entire match. And so, I mean, people obviously weren't, weren't joining the match. Yeah. So, I mean, 
And I mean, I think it really comes down, you know, if you want to if you want to keep that community going, I mean, it really comes down to what DICE is going to do. And right right now, I don't I mean, again, I love this game, but I mean, to be critical of DICE, I mean, they haven't really done much to foster community growth, I don't think, since the Death Star was um, released. And, you know, I mean, Rogue One will come out and that will give a that'll give a a boost to the community size. But I mean, you know, how long will that last? I mean, it could last a month. If there's bugs after that and they yeah. take forever to get released or get patched, you know, that, that could harm the community. Because, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing with bugs isn't, is the fact that you lose, you lose players and then they might not ever come back. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's where that's harmful. And so, I mean, you know, I'd love for this game to be a viable game throughout the next year. But, I mean, if things don't improve, if, you know, we aren't bug free by or i mean we're never going to be bug free but yeah. if, you know a majority of the bugs aren't patched out by february or january and there's not really any community events or you know double xp weekends or you know even even small little content yeah. um i think that that would you know that that could that could potentially harm the community throughout the next year uh, double xp weekends i think they need to be more frequent i mean those I've seen more people playing Battlefront because of those double XP weekends than m- maybe the hero skin events, but that happened like once. But mm-hmm. I think I think if they could do like what they were saying with the uh, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, we're gonna get the, the Stormtrooper skins. If they have that as a community event, uh, I think that would foster a lot of players to come back. And then another thing that's happened is the star Wars ultimate one year edition, which Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people getting angry about a lot of people liking it. It's just really weird how the communities reacted to that. Yeah. Well, my opinion, I mean, I think that it's, it's great because it gets people into the game at a lower price point. And I think that that could be beneficial to the community. Um, and I mean, it's normal for games to drop in price after, you know, it's yeah. been out for 12 months It's normal for it to be dropped. You know, I think that the problem is, is that dice called it the ultimate edition when there's already an ultimate edition of the game. Yeah. It was $120. And, yeah. And so I feel like maybe they shouldn't have called it the ultimate edition. Um, I, I think it would have I mean, been, I don't good know. Call it like the one year anniversary edition or something like that. Yeah, or, some, or the collector's edition or the, I mean, I don't know if game of the year edition is good or not, but, you know, <laughs> something that, that, that separates it maybe from, from the ultimate edition, because I think that's what people, I mean, I think that, that $40 is, is fair to sell a game now after a year after release, but I think that people maybe would be, less upset to a degree if it wasn't called the ultimate edition. Um, but I mean, I think that it does have the potential to, you know, bring more players in, um, just because it is at a lower price point. Um, and it will include, you know, all the, if, if you, if you ignore the bugs, which can be hard to ignore, but if you, if you ignore the bugs, I think that battlefront is in a really good place right now when you factor in all the DLCs and, you know, I've been, I've been really happy with, the, the content that's been added. Um, and I mean, maybe there needs to be a couple of balancing tweaks here and there, but I mean, I've been really happy with the, with the, the content. And I think that, that the game is in a good place. It's just that the bugs have to be fixed. And I think dice has to improve the communication on that. And yeah, 
you know, I mean, or maybe you have a double XP weekend, you know, once a month or something throughout the next year. And I think that that could help foster some growth. Yeah. But, one of the, one of the reasons that they may be having trouble communicating is because Star Wars is pretty secretive. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that there definitely could be, you know, you know, there, there might be other factors at play and they have to search through those millions of lines of code to find that one little thing that they maybe has got a P instead of a D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, when it comes to promoting like the Rogue One DLC, I mean, I, they probably don't want to promote it too much because, you know, who knows how much of the movie it might reveal. Yeah, th- that is a good point because, I mean, they starting with uh, episode seven, they've been really vague with their trailer. So they don't want to give too much, and especially with this coming out. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but it said you can play it when the movie's out. I don't know if that's season pass or for everyone but if they release that and it gives like great detail into the heroes or the uh, the weapons and that kind of stuff it could actually damage the secrecy that they've been building up throughout mm-hmm. yeah i mean i definitely agree with that i mean it'll be interesting to see how much how directly it ties into the into the movie and uh i mean it'll be interesting to see too how they how they promote the dlc um because again like i think that the death star they were pretty they did a pretty good job with how open they were before the Death Star DLC yeah. came out. I, I love how they used the Star Wars show to do that little teaser for the trailer. Yeah, that, that was that was great. Um, and that made a lot of people excited and made people want to, you know, it, it, it brought life back into the community whenever there's any sort of reveal like that. And then there's Star Wars Celebration where they're doing, where they announced the Scarif DLC. And that was, that was awesome. I mean, that hyped me up so much. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah. Uh, when the Death Star DLC was announced on the Star Wars show, I was like, well, I got to go subscribe to them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know the, they've actually been doing pretty good with like the Star Wars show and promoting various games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be, you know, it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do with uh, what they do with Scarif and the lead up to it. Um, I mean, hopefully, you know, we, we do get at least some snippets before it comes out. And I mean... You know, I mean, who knows at this point? We haven't really, we don't really know much about the DLC besides the fact that it is on Scarif and uh, that Jin and Kranik are the heroes. I, th- I think a lot of stuff for Star Wars is going to happen in November. These are the thing, three things that I want them to do to bring back the community. I want them to release a trailer like uh, first or second week of the month, and but also have the have way more details on the ultimate edition and then actually like share the community and that kind of stuff, like start promoting it more. And that, that would really help out. But also with the, the uh, four times weekend, that is going to be awesome. Yeah. I think, I think that'll be because the four times, the four times uh, weekend is also coupled with a free trial for all the DLCs that have been released. So I think that that will bring, a large number of people into the game um and actually i i this is speculating right now but i was kind of wondering if the free trial weekend is also going to be cup if they release like hero blast the week before so if they do the the update november 15th or around there yeah and then you know so that way everybody's playing hero blast everybody's you know making four times xp i think that could be very helpful for the community yeah. Um, yeah, and I, mean, I think that there needs to be something related to Rogue One DLC this November um, because they did have a Road Ahead post 
a week ago. Yeah, that they keep and on they said, sharing. <laughs> and and they said they said that uh, we're excited to share the first details with Scarif. And all they said is that you'll be able to play maps and modes and on the tropical planet of Scarif. And it's like, well, we already knew that. They, just, yeah. they didn't really reveal anything new uh, regarding Rogue One DLC there. So I thought that was the same post that they posted before. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, was, what's going on here? <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, ho- hopefully there's, there's something that will help energize the community because I mean, the community isn't just the people playing the game. It's also the people who are interacting on Reddit. It's the people who are interacting on, on the forums, people who are interacting with YouTube, act, interacting on Twitter. Like, you know, the whole community is, is more than just the people playing the game. And so to help make, you know, people excited for this game again, because again, right now, I think that morale is kind of low in the community. And so I think, you know, they need to do something to help, help make people excited again for this game. Cause I mean, it is, I, I really enjoy battlefront and yeah, I love the game. We've spent 250 hours in it. So, yep. and like speaking of that, I saw a bunch of people on Facebook and that kind of stuff tweet, uh, posting about how they were ticked off because EA is making a money grab. But then I was, I come from it like this. Uh, we spent, we bought a whole new Darth Vader PlayStation that came with the deluxe edition. Then we bought the season pass uh, then PlayStation Plus, all this just to play Battlefront. And I am just so happy that they're releasing the Ultimate Edition for $40. I mean, that means there's more people that I can play with, which makes the community better. And that was like $500. And we got this awesome video game that we spent so many so many hours in, and it's just been so fun to play with. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 mean, I definitely agree. I mean, I, you know, I got the game for both Xbox and I got it for PC, and I, I don't regret my purchase at all i mean i really i've spent you know i think i've spent 250 260 hours probably on xbox and then another 50 on pc and i mean you know i've i've enjoyed you know a lot of those those hours playing this game and so i mean i think that the ultimate edition the game going cheaper the dlc going cheaper i think that that that's only a good thing for the game um and so i mean anything that gets more people more people involved, more people playing, um, you know, getting fuller lobbies, getting, um, you know, so that way people maybe can play Heroes versus Villains on Outer Rim or, um, you know, I, 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 I just, I don't see an issue with getting more people into the game. I, I posted this on Twitter, but could you imagine if they released the most Eisley map with Hero Blast? I mean, that would just make everyone go crazy i think yeah i mean if they, if they were to end up doing that i think that a lot of people would be insanely happy um i mean of course there's there's a lot of people calling for the moss Eisley map and i mean understandably so i mean it's such a such a you know classic classic battlefront 2 map i mean i know a lot of people including myself have spent a lot of time playing the uh the hero assault on that map in Battlefront 2. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, Moss Eisley is easily the number one most requested location in the community, I'd have to say. Yeah. Um, just from what I've, you know, what I've seen on Twitter, what I've seen on Reddit, what I've seen on the forums. Um, and the music. The music is just, oh, I love that music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be great. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know if they're going to do that. I mean, it's the thing is, is building a map like Moss Eisley is a little bit more difficult than a place like Jawa Refuge, um, where they use photogrammetry. Yeah. And so designing and creating the buildings by hand is a little bit more difficult. So, I mean, you know, I certainly wouldn't say no if that came and I think that would be awesome. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, it does require a bit of work. So, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. But I'm it, it definitely, it def, it def, if, if it does happen, it definitely would make a lot of people happy. And it would make, you know, I mean, that's one of those, like, even if it didn't release with Hero Blast, if they released it in February, I mean, that would definitely breathe a lot of extra life into the game post yeah. Rogue One. Go- going into that a little bit, I mean, this would be awesome. This would be like they've been doing this for a little bit where they do a DLC then they like wait a month and then they release something else but i think it'd be awesome if they did that after the game released they release rogue one they do the patch the next month and then say like february they have this free DLC that maybe that has that map or some kind of community challenge or something like that just so much into it. i think one of the reasons we're having like this uh, silent time is because they're going to ha- they have to work so hard to do all of this. I mean, like what we've seen from the behind the behind the scenes like videos that we saw before the game came out, we were seeing them going to the locations. I mean, if they were doing that for the Rogue One DLC, that will be pretty pretty intensive to do that because they have to go to that place, they have to take pictures of all these different angles, and then they have to go back scan that in. They have to. Uh, create the stuff that they can't scan and then put that into the game it's just a lot of stuff that they have to do they definitely have their work cut out for them and i mean there's there's definitely a a lot of stuff that i think they'd have to do so i mean i mean yeah it's i mean you know hopefully that they they can you know make people happy and i think that that from what i've seen from dennis and what i've seen from other interactions of the devs they do want to make a game that the fans enjoy um it's just that, I mean, and obviously, again, I mean, you know, they are the devs are probably very busy. Um, but again, I don't think the devs should be the only ones communicating with people. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, uh, Matt Everett, who's the community manager. I mean, he's he's also the community manager for Titanfall Two, which came out this week. Yeah. So, and I'm so he's been <laughs> he he's been uh, he's been busy with that. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I understand why he's busy, but at the same time, I feel like there should be other people, you know, yeah. I mean, EA and DICE are companies that have a lot of money um, in their pockets and a lot of resources. And so you feel like, you know, there could be at least some somebody. Yeah, they could um, just get like, uh, I, it shouldn't be on the shoulders of one guy to do two game communities. I mean, that is a massive job for one person i mean to yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean that, that, that's gotta be that's gotta be pretty stressful for him and i mean you know i mean i'm sh- i don't know if he i mean i i'm sure he enjoys it but i mean at the same time you know i feel like managing two game communities would definitely be very busy and tiring and the community of Battlefront is awesome, and since we had Dennis Brownvell on the podcast, I, I felt part of the community now. Like we've been doing this almost a year. November tenth will be our one year anniversary, mm-hmm. and I was just so happy that we're part of the community now. 
but it's like some people can be negative some people can be like super happy about it it's just you got to deal with both of those people and then you have to produce something on this game that a bunch of people love it's just we have to get some news to cover to continue that growth with the community yeah i mean it's definitely it's definitely you know I think it's probably definitely tricky because because I mean this the Star Wars community as a whole is probably one of the more passionate communities out there. Yeah. Um, and so I mean I think that it can be difficult, obviously, for Dice to you know no matter what you do with this game, um, and no matter what direction they took with this game, there's going to be upset people. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, one Star Wars is such a massive game. It's so or not game but franchise. It's so universal that there's so many opinions, and it, it's hard to please every single one of those people. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, like, I, I'm perfectly fine with where they want with Battlefront, and they made it a little bit more casual of a shooter. Um, but, I mean, there were people who liked hardcore shooters that were upset with this decision. And so, if they had made this more hardcore, then you're going to leave out a lot of people who maybe wanted something that wasn't so so hardcore yeah so i mean i think i think it's it's definitely difficult and i mean it's going to be difficult in the future too with battlefront 2 and with any star wars game that comes out to to appease everybody hashtag shout out uh, um rogue 27 dj royski they hadn't played like shooters at all before they part, uh, played Battlefront, and then they went to Battlefront, and they could pick it up. And I had never played, like, shooters before Battlefront, except for, like, the old Battlefronts and a couple games our cousins had. And then, like, right when we picked this up, we could play it. And that was just so awesome. And I like that they chose to bring uh, more accessibility for the first game. So you can go to the first game, get the controls out, and maybe in the second game make it more competitive, but also have that level of accessibility mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think i think that that's going to be something that they're going to need to balance in the second one um and i mean also i think that one thing that will make the game more, more accessible is uh improving the single player content yeah. um just because uh i mean I, I know a number of people who didn't get battlefront simply because they don't like online multiplayer games and so um and i mean ho hopefully that that a campaign is coming. I mean, I think that Motive, who's co-working on it with Dice, um, it's very implied that they are working on a campaign. Um, yeah, why else would so, they have two development teams working on it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And then also, I think that uh, in one of the press releases, they said something about how Motive is bringing a new big addition to the franchise. And so, I mean... You know, and when you use that sort of language, the only thing you can really think of is a campaign or some sort of single player um, addition. So, I mean, I think I think that that will help make the game more accessible because you know, even if they do make the the online portion maybe a little bit more hardcore, um, it will still make the game accessible for those people who don't want to play in a competitive online shooter because you know they just want to experience Star Wars. Because I mean, the thing with Battlefront is, I think that. In my mind, it undoubtedly captures that Star Wars feeling yeah. better than any game that has come before it. Um, I mean, you know, people can critique anything else, but I think that it, it really does capture that Star Wars feeling. Um, but at the same time, it can be frustrating for somebody if they go into a game and they go, oh, in 27 or something, you know, they just yeah. get up to spawn and die and repeat it. 
and that that's just the nature of competitive shooters. But if they were to have you know a more fleshed out offline portion, um, then you know that 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 wouldn't be an issue for people who don't really enjoy the the competitive aspect of the game. And so, I mean, I I I hope that they can they can build upon that. I mean, they started with skirmish, and ho- hopefully, you know, yeah. I I don't think skirmish. Uh, I mean, I think that skirmish should have some support, um, further support, get maybe a couple more modes in there before this game is done. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast was brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you want to be on a guest on the show, you can contact us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, talk Battlefront and Star Wars. If you want to be on the show, have the subject line podcast guest, have a topic and a Skype account ready because we do this podcast guest episodes through Skype. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is tie-dye-sheep-yt. You can talk Star Wars there. I've been tweeting a lot about the Rogue One lately. That trailer is awesome. You can also follow Sage on Instagram at tie-dye-sheep-films. And then you can follow Sam it's at chef underscore wanna underscore B. What do you do there, Sam? Post different various food pictures. That's about it. Our new intro music was produced by Daniel Barham at Gafunko on Twitter. G-A-F-U-N-K-O. Thanks so much for the awesome new intro music. May the force be with you. Always. How's it been going? <laughs> it's been going all right. Um, I mean, this week has been pretty quiet with news for yeah. Battlefront. And that's pretty expected since we're kind of in the lull between DLCs right now. Yeah, I want them. I want them to at least acknowledge all the people asking about the October update, or if it's even probably going to be a November update now. Yeah, it's going to be a November update at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, they haven't really. It, it's definitely, I would say that the 
there's definitely some low morale in the community right now just because of the fact that we haven't had an update since the the Death Star DLC came out and um, there hasn't been I mean there's been they've they've communicated a little bit but not as much as they I think could have yeah so I just want them to at least say something it's just like exactly it's like right now it's like talking to a wall it pretty much yeah it's like hey dice are you gonna I talk think a to lot me? of people are understandably <laughs> frustrated <laughs> So yeah, I mean, hopefully it won't be too long, but, but I mean, I know there's there's been a lot of bugs with like, uh, there's a multi-hero glitch in Walker Assault, um, and then I mean, Extraction, if you up a hero token, sometimes you can't even spawn in as the hero. Yeah, I've experienced yeah. that way too many times. So I mean, ho- hopefully that stuff gets fixed, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been kind of rough. Do you play Battlefront on... Uh playstation xbox or pc um mainly xbox i do have it for pc i haven't played it um like frequently on pc since last year Mm. um just because it got to a point where you know it took forever to find matches and there wasn't always i mean i love drop zone and so there wasn't always a pc drop zone lobby going on so i switched over to xbox and i've had it's been pretty I mean, since then, you've been able to find matches and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I'm, I'm primarily, primarily Xbox right now. Um, I've played a little bit recently on PC, because um, my brother-in-law just got a PC, and he just got Battlefront, so we played a little bit there, but, yeah, I mean, I know, I know the PC community is definitely hurting. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>